The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Joining us is Josh Green, who is the CEO of the Mather Group, which provides online reputation services for enterprise B2B companies across a variety of industries, and their services focus on helping brands with search and Wikipedia reputation management. Yesterday, Josh and I talked about protecting your online reputation, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how you could fix Google and Wikipedia search results. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Josh Green, the CEO of the Mather Group. Josh, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for having me back, Benjamin. Excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation. You know, yesterday we talked about the importance of your online reputation and basically how you can go on offense and defense. You can make sure that you have a unified version and description of your company, uh, your website, your social profiles, get as much good stuff that you can control at the top of those search results. And then there's the stuff that's not necessarily in your control, like your glass door, your feedback on review websites, user-generated content. And there's a way to manage that stuff as much as you can. At the end of the day, you're monitoring Google, you're monitoring Wikipedia for your online search results. So how do you fix Google and Wikipedia when you have 
something that you either don't feel is correct or just isn't necessarily favorable for your brand. Yeah. And it's it's one of the big challenges we face as as part of organizations and individually is what can you do about it and what can you do about it given whatever resources you have, given whatever demands that are being placed on you. And I think one of the key things in, in any of these points, as you like to say, is gathering some data about what's going on and sort of take a snapshot of where you are, think about where you want to be. And then there are a lot of options that present themselves. Um, if you're in a company situation, one of the, the benefits is the bigger your company, typically the stronger the domain authority, the more sort of standardized the results tend to be on a, on a Google results page. So there are a number of things that are owned properties that are always going to show up. You're going to have a Twitter handle. You're going to have Instagram, usually. You're going to have LinkedIn. So those are all things that you can influence. And, and oftentimes, there's an element of making them take up more space, more of your presence that really helps with what people are seeing on that first page in Google. I've got a good buddy who was the CEO of a company that went bankrupt. And for a long time, he's a prominent SEO. For a long time, he was seeing that the bankruptcy filing claims were showing up on the first page of Google when uh, he showed up. Obviously, he didn't want that, right? He doesn't want people to be like, oh, you were the CEO of a company that went bankrupt, even though it totally wasn't his fault and the company had all sorts of other problems. He basically walked me through two different ways to think about protecting, and this is a person's reputation, but I'm assuming it's similar for a brand. There is burying and there is suppressing right? Either you're flooding the search engine results with something that is favorable to you, or you're trying to get the content that is not favorable edited or, or have it basically be suppressed. Walk me through when you're in Google and, and something that isn't good comes up on your search results, right? There is a negative review, let's say from G2, or somebody wrote their own individual blog post about my site. You know, do you try to get them to change it or do you just try to flood your search results with the good stuff? It's definitely easier if someone's willing to change something that negatively showed up. It's not usual that that's going to happen, but it's certainly worth a try. There are more protections than there used to be in Google. There's lots of different editors on Wikipedia. So sometimes, uh, you know, asking can have surprisingly good results. I've had a couple reputation management uh, engagements end very, very early because we asked and it went away. That's not the norm, but it, it certainly is worth, um, unless it's going to exacerbate a situation, seeing if it's something the creator is willing to modify. I'm assuming most of the time the creator who wrote a negative review, I mean, look, I've done this. The company has a non-favorable return policy. How about a massage chair? That was a desk massage chair. And the thing was totally uncomfortable, didn't function as a chair, but it, it did some massaging. And so I said, hey, look, this thing doesn't work. And they said, you got to put it back in the box, send it to us in the exact condition. But to send it back in the exact condition, I had to basically break the chair. And they're like, oh, sorry, you broke the chair. You can't return it. And so I wrote a negative review. That wasn't a very good policy, right? I, it had a return policy and I couldn't actually take advantage of it. So I wrote a negative review and... The idea behind the negative review is I'm going to write this negative review and then they're going to change their return policy so I can give my chair back. And when they did, I changed the review. Sometimes people do that. Sometimes they're pissed and they're not going to change the review. So if it's the latter, if somebody is not willing to, let's say, play ball 
What can you do to try to move those results down in search rankings? Well, your friend mentioned one of the more common tactics, which is the sort of flooding of positive stuff. That could be positive reviews on whatever that site was. If it was a review site specifically, it could be publishing content that will push down the results in Google. So that's oftentimes what you'll see as a recommendation is is sort of the produce more content that'll show up for your whatever that search result is. And you know, with that, maybe Google's algorithm will then value the information on, say, that bankruptcy a lot less if they're, you know, a bunch of things out there that have recency that seem like they're valuable to Google and sort of push down the the negative result. You know, it can work. It's a question of how how strong is the presence of the negative thing there? It, it sounds like, you know, in your friend's case, once it's a few years old, Google's not giving it quite as much value, especially if new stuff is happening. For example, if he, you know, launched a new company or was named the CEO somewhere else, that would probably supersede a lot of the old stuff that was showing up in Google. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I'll go tell him to get a new CEO job. Uh, yeah. the, <laughs> getting aside, talk to me a little bit about LinkedIn. Obviously, it's one of the most prominent, highest ranking domains and it's got this crazy editor who knows what's on LinkedIn, whether it's fact-checked, whether it's true or not, but it's prominent and visible. What do you do when somebody writes something negative about your company on LinkedIn? Or uh, not on LinkedIn, on Wikipedia? The question is, is what resources do you have in terms of Wikipedia? Some companies, if they're large enough, have some sort of resource that can help them with that. Maybe their PR agency has editors on staff. The important thing to remember about Wikipedia is there's in many ways a giant social network of editors behind it. So it's not always arguments over facts, despite whatever you might think. There's thousands of editors, any one of whom might have a different opinion about the truthfulness of something on any given day. So it's important to try and understand what that change content was, why it was changed, and then look at your options. There's a variety of options uh, in terms of how stuff gets edited, and there are a variety of 
Peel's processes and um, every Wikipedia page has a talk page where you can request changes as as a corporate employee, for example. So there are a number of different things there. So the first thing, and, and we you know spend a lot of time talking about this, is understanding what what Wikipedia is, what the rules are, and what you can and can't do. I think one of the biggest challenges Wikipedia faces is there's an edit button on every page. And I think that sometimes gives people the wrong idea about how it's going to work. So really understanding what's going on with Wikipedia tends to be the first thing if someone's written something negative on your Wikipedia page. I guess the last question I have for you, and I'd be remiss if I didn't go here, how do I outrank the Ben Shapiro who's stolen my name, the political podcaster who happens to work in the same place? Look, at reputation management, it's like, what happens if somebody names their company the same thing as your company? There's another Mather group. What are you doing to fight that? Yeah, I mean, the challenge is, A, can you make it such that if there's a modifier on your name, that that you're number one on? So can you be number one for Benjamin Shapiro SEO? I'm on the page for Benjamin Shapiro, but not for Ben Shapiro. Mm. You know, it's the same as a lot of SEO uh, content with, you know, what you're wanting to show up, link building to that. And sometimes, and I I have this with, there's another Josh Green who, Harvard professor, best-selling books, uh, you know, pretty much if you were going to name your ideal characteristics for ranking really, really well, he's done them. And not intentionally, just that's, the nature of things, what I've sort of adopted as a philosophy is the people who are trying to find you and know you will probably go to the trouble of putting in a modifier. And I want to make sure I rank really well and show up really well for that. You know, to the extent that I'm on one of 10 slots on Josh Green or that you are for Benjamin Shapiro, I'd optimize the heck out of that one result. So anyone looking for you specifically is like, you know, here he is. Let's go see where where else this goes. The irony is I, I write Benjamin Shapiro for everything I do. Everybody calls me Ben. And when you search for Benjamin Shapiro, Ben Shapiro's Wikipedia shows up. Then there's a couple articles by Ben Shapiro. And then it's my LinkedIn profile and then my Twitter account. So what the heck? If his name is so important that it's showing up for the Wikipedia page, but then Google is saying, oh, you're probably looking for Benjamin Shapiro, me, in the professional context. I just, I don't understand how to outrank him and it pisses me off at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can I can understand that. You know, it's interesting. Jason Bernard from Calicube has done some really interesting research on on the knowledge panels and how you set up your entities so you're really making it clear to Google who you are and where the distinction is. Um, and there's he, he's got a lot of interesting stuff about what you can do with the schema on your site. So that might be something worth looking at just because I thought that's really well done in terms of drawing the kind of distinctions that both you and I would very much enjoy being drawn. All right. So let's summarize here. Other than, you know, try not to have a name that is uh, in the same industry as you and 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 more uh, widely recognized. For brands that are struggling to monitor and fix their online reputation problems, specifically with Google and LinkedIn, give me the three-step recap of what they should do. Step one, take an inventory of where things are currently and figure out where you would like them to get to. Step two, 
figure out what resources you have from both the Google and Wikipedia standpoint, and then create a plan to do it. And step three, we do a bunch of webinars and information stuff. If you want to come visit the Mather Group LLC, always happy to chat and offer some advice on whatever may be challenging for you. Step three should be number one, head over to the Mather Group LLC.com if you've got problems on Wikipedia or Google. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Josh Green, the CEO of the Mather Group. If you'd like to hear more from Josh, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Josh underscore Green. That's J-O-S-H underscore G-R-E-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is themathergroupllc.com. That's spelled T-H-E-M-A-T-H-E-R-G-R-O-U-P-L-L-C.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also apply to be the next guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.